Today's Hope FM Breakfast Show is brought to you by Ace Office. For business supplies and office furnishing, visit ace-office.co.uk. And a thank you there to our sponsors and an even bigger thank you uh, for my special guest coming back in uh, today, Dave Pegg. Good morning, Dave. Hi, good morning. Uh, Well, as uh, Hope FM listeners will remember, you're certainly no stranger uh, to Hope FM and you work with an organisation called uh, PACE. Uh, So for the people that might not have heard about that, do you want to just fill in what PACE is? Yeah, PACE, P-A-C-E, stands for Programme for Applied Christian Education. Uh, If you want to check out our website, it's pace.org.uk. And we basically are a Christian schoolswork charity teaming up with local churches, partnering with them to serve the local schools. Uh, And we do two main things. We are are the pastoral support for the pastoral support workers in school. Uh, We provide supervision and training and support for those staff. Uh, But we also have a schoolswork team that I lead, and we go in schools to help people explore the Christian faith through assemblies, RE lessons and lunchtime clubs. Sounds really exciting. Now, I know you've been in and talked about those things quite a lot, but today we're going to focus uh, on two specific things, uh, and that is really about the sort of questions that children in the schools that you're working with come up with. Now, I'm sure they Mm. come up with hundreds, but we're going to focus on four. We're going to do them in two parts. Uh, So let's start with the first one. Yep. So this question uh, we get asked quite a lot is, uh, why do you believe in God, basically? There are lots of people who don't uh, or haven't given it much thought. Uh, So I've put it this way. Why do you believe in God when he's invisible? What's the evidence? And I would say, uh, first of all, my direct and personal experience of God himself. God convinces me that God is real. The Bible says that no one can say Jesus is Lord without the Holy Spirit. And I think that's true. Ultimately, it's God himself who convinces people of his love for them and his reality um that helps me to know that god is real it doesn't help me much to show that god is real so there's other things i would say to to help others think about it um one big one for me is the start of our universe um i think philosophically it makes sense that our universe hasn't always existed but also science is showing us uh, a definite beginning in the finite past that this physical universe of ours has not always existed um And I believe in the Big Bang, I think. I think a lot of Christians do. Um, But a Big Bang doesn't explain how you go from nothing to anything at all. It explains what happens next, um, maybe. But um, the start of our universe from nothing is a huge arrow to God, I think. Uh, So you either have to believe that uh, something like God exists, a spaceless, timeless cause of space and time beginning to exist, or... You have to believe the alternative, I suppose, uh, which is that space and time spontaneously began to exist without any kind of cause at all, that the universe created itself, basically, which sounds like nonsense to me, impossible, uh, absolutely impossible. Um, Or the the alternative to that, I suppose, is to not think about it too much at all and say, well, we don't know. Um, But I think we can rule one of those out as nonsense, and it's the... Uh, universe creating itself one so that leaves us with a spaceless timeless cause of the universe and that sounds an awfully lot like god to me or something like him anyway um i remember years ago reading a book by a guy called michael green and Mm. uh, in that book he came up with this thing he said trying to believe that 
it was all an accident is like trying to believe there was an explosion in a printing works and the result was the works of Shakespeare. And that, mm. that really touched my thinking, thinking, yeah, it does show order in the universe. Yeah, I think that's that's another kind of argument, I think. that I would call that the design argument. So the, with the appearance of design in the universe, is it just the appearance or illusion of design? Or does it show us that it's actually being designed by mm -hmm. an intelligent creator? I think it's the second one. Um, but, but yeah, I think the, the, the previous argument I was using, I think, is more to do with uh, the question, what can nothing do? When there's no science, no natural processes, those don't exist yet. There's not a scientific answer for this. There never will be. It's not in the realm of science at all. It's philosophy or it's theology. But the question, what can nothing do? Most people intuitively know the answer to that. They can't do anything. Um, but our universe began. And so I think uh, there was nothing physical, but there was somebody spiritual, a non-physical spiritual God who was the cause and creator of the beginning of physical uh, things to exist, our universe and everything thereafter. So um, for me, it just makes logical sense. Uh, I mean, the next question that comes sometimes is who created God then? <laughs> and we get into that as well. Yeah. Uh, but, but we're looking for the thing that didn't begin. It wasn't our universe. I think it was God that didn't begin. And he's the cause of the beginning of the universe and everything else. So quite a lot of people would ask that. Um, so a common question, you think, uh, at the beginning, talking to children, that one? Yeah, I mean, I'm thinking of secondary schools. So, I mean, uh, this would get hand... I think the same question would come up in primary schools as well, but I wouldn't give a technical answer like I just did. Uh, no. but in secondary schools, they're kind of ready to think about that. And they're sometimes surprised that Christians are thinking in that way, that we do have brains and reasons for believing what we do, and we're not just operating on blind faith or something. 90.1 Hope FM and hopefm.com And that was um, Modern Post with Suffering Servant. And my special guest this morning is Dave Pegg from Pace, who was talking about some of the big questions that he gets asked in school. So we're done to uh, two more coming up. OK, number three is why are you a Christian rather than belonging to one of the other religions? Uh, this one came up the other day. I think when people realise in schools that we actually believe our beliefs, we're not just traditional people who like religion and we've picked one for a, for a hobby or something, but we actually believe our beliefs. We really think they're real and true. They start to wonder, why do we believe this and not something else? And so, yeah, often I'll talk about grace. That's my short one word answer to this question. It's about God's grace, uh, meaning his undeserved kindness to me through Jesus to forgive me and give me a relationship with him. Uh, in other religions, I see a religious to-do list. Uh, there, there's a bunch of stuff I need to do to be okay with God. I need to do this, I need to do that, and then I'll be okay with God. And this whole idea of earning God sounds ridiculous to the Christian, I think. Um, Christianity, properly understood, uh, makes that whole idea of earning God ridiculous and the thing that's curious to me is i look around at other world views non-religious ones and religious ones is i see all of them have one thing in common there's a to-do list there's a bunch of stuff i must do to be okay to fix myself to save myself to go to heaven to have a better reincarnation or to just be the best human being i can be whatever it is that's at the end of that that thing is 
it, it's me doing me, it's me saving myself. And I can't see another worldview apart from Christianity that says it's not about that to-do list, that's not how you're okay. It's done for you and it's offered to you as a gift to be received by faith. You can say yes, please, and have the goal given to you for free. And that's curious to me that Christianity is the only... What, in all the worldviews and beliefs that people come up with, why hasn't anyone come up with one like that? And I think, I think my, uh, the idea I have is um, this has not come from a human mind. It's not the kind of stuff that people come up with. It's clearly not. Everybody comes up with, I fix myself, here's a list of stuff I've got to do. This is the one, I think, where God has given us his idea. He has to do it for us and he offers it to us for free. It's... Uh, the kind of good news that nobody's coming up with, that makes Christianity stand out to me. Um, so it's one reason I'm drawn to Jesus more than I'm drawn to uh, anything else. Hallelujah for that. Yeah. And your last question, well, I, this is a big blockbuster, isn't it, for some people? So, mm. Yeah, this comes up sometimes. Uh, number four, are you saying that if I'm not a Christian, I'm going to hell? And... Uh, yeah, there's, there's a big if here in the way that we answer this question. So, I mean, the way we explain what a Christian believes is to say four things. Uh, number one, Christians believe that God loves us and created us to know him. Number two, our sin, uh, the things we've done wrong, is a serious human problem that divides us from God in some way, spoils that relationship we're supposed to have. Number three, Christians believe that Jesus is the solution for that sin problem, that he died in our place for our sin and rose from the dead. And number four, Christians believe we can choose to trust and follow Jesus for forgiveness and friendship with God now and forever and one day in a world without sickness, suffering and death, I believe, too, to be part of what God's got planned for the whole of creation. So that's the way we explain what is a Christian. God loves me. I've sinned. Jesus died for me. I can choose to have forgiveness and friendship with God and be part of his plans for everything. Um, so the big if is if that's true and somebody says no or nothing, in response to that, then I think they get stuck on number two. Their sin problem continues to divide them from God. That relationship they're supposed to have with God stays broken. Because I think the only way it gets mended is a person trusts Jesus and God gives them the forgiveness that they need. God mends it for them. Uh, we can't earn it, like I've said. So if Christianity is true, and I'm obviously sure that it is, and someone says no, then they get stuck with a broken relationship with God. And that's my best understanding of what hell is, really. It's complete separation from God. Um, it's what we deserve as well, I think. I don't get to earn God. If he gives me what I deserve, I think I'm in some trouble. Um, I need his forgiveness and his love. Um, so, yeah. If, and if Christianity is false, by the way, we don't have to worry about it, do we? It's all nonsense. <laughs> but you do have to, if you're going to think about it and use your brain, you do have to believe something else instead. Either a universe created itself which sounds like nonsense to me, uh, or there's a God that we have to earn. And then there's that to-do list again. That sounds ridiculous. How could I earn God? My only hope, I think, is that, um, that God would be kind to me because I don't deserve him. And that's the kind of God that's uniquely described in Christianity, I think. And it draws me to Jesus all over again every time I think about it. Um, as well as me experiencing God in a personal way. That's obviously how I know. But these are some of the things that we say to kind of show um, that we are believing something that we think is actually real and believable for other people as well. 90.1 Hope FM and hopefm.com.